Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington. He's our guy on the ground. We've got four contests going on today, 150 delegates at stake, and that would be the big prize, Michigan, the second big prize, Mississippi, and the third big prize, Idaho, and then, of course, Hawaii, where I don't think anybody has a clue what's going to happen. Never know, know, Sean. You could have sent me there. I've been happy to cover the caucus in Hawaii. (laughs) Jamie, would you like to go to Hawaii and cover the caucuses out there? Yes. My my wife said when I told her uh, last week there's a caucus in Hawaii, she said, can I go? I'll I'll do it for you. Listen, you know, I think the narrative today is so important, the headline of what happens, because the polls close fully in Michigan by nine. Most of them close at eight Eastern. Mississippi then closes at eight Eastern and Idaho's done by 11 Eastern. So for most people on the East Coast, we'll know. Let's just imagine, let's say that Trump wins in Michigan. Michigan, Mississippi, Idaho. You know, that means the, the morning headline because we probably won't know that the, the Hawaii results until very, very early in the morning. But, it, you know, he could notch three wins and the headline would be, you know, Donald Trump bounces back with three victories. But that can also work the other way, much as it did over the weekend for Trump when he won the two but did not uh, finish first overall in the delegates. And so I think leading up to the 15th, that narrative for Trump, if he has another difficult day today or subpar, let's just put it that way, that feeds into that. But I think he has a good chance today to bounce back and to sort of write things a little more and push ahead and extend his lead. Now, if he does not extend his lead uh, in delegates and we've had and then you'd had two straight days of that, I think that's going to foster a number of stories about, you know, is Donald Trump going the wrong way and stuff like that. So it's an important day for everybody, but especially for him. I think it's an important day for everyone. I think what Ted Cruz is looking at, you know, can he expand his base? There's certain portions of the state that I think will be favorable to him. I want to see how he does in the western part of the state. Uh, which state? Michigan? Yeah, in Michigan. I think yeah, Michigan you know, is a big price. We have reports, actually, of high voter turnout in the area around Grand Rapids. Uh, that uh, I saw mm-hmm. a news report that the, that the clerks had asked for extra ballots, not only in Kent County, which is Grand Rapids, but also Ottawa County to the west, and then Muskegon County up to the northwest Grand Rapids. Now, you can look at it two ways. I don't think that would be a stronghold for either Kasich or Rubio. It would probably be Trump or Cruz or Trump and or Cruz. Cruz showed up last night, late last night in Grand Rapids for one last stop in Michigan. Uh, that 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 part of the state over there was a big stronghold for Ron Paul four years ago. I remember going to a gigantic rally outside of Grand Rapids how big was the, four years ago. How big was the rally at the Trump event? You know, uh, the Trump, uh, I don't know. I, I, Trump was last Friday and he oh, was I'm in sorry. the east. It was Cruz who was there Cruz. last night and he was late. I think there was probably Problems with weather and getting up to his event and more. Uh, but, you know, look, I, I think that's a that's a fertile area for for Cruz, but maybe for Trump as well. And this is, you know, that with some of the polling evidence out there of Kasich bubbling up, I, I think where he's going to have to do very well would be in the suburbs of Detroit, especially. And then going yeah, over that's to where Ann they've Arbor. been working hard. I mean, he's got a thousand volunteers, apparently on the ground, Ohio residents on the ground and making phone calls all weekend. Yeah, not and, only phone calls, but when I saw him in Toledo Sunday night, I was eavesdropping on a bunch of the people who were there because it was obviously a lot of politically connected people who came to the rally, and they were saying things like, hey, where's John tonight? Where is he? Oh, well, he's been up in Michigan for a number of days knocking on doors for the governor, and where's well, where's Joe? Well, he's been up there, too. So it, it looks like if there's one... If there's one candidate that has a bit of an advantage, at least in sort of that Detroit area where it's not too hard to drive up there from Ohio, it would be Kasich, who's been able to yeah, get people he, up there to do on the ground stuff. He's for been him. in the wealthy Detroit suburbs. That's where he's looking to perform well tonight. And the state's rural north where 
He was the only candidate he went to, to the visit. UP. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. Went he there. went up there. And, and a lot of times, you know, I, I really think last Friday when Rubio canceled his, his trip to Kentucky and Louisiana, that those kind of things send a message. I always like to say, and I get so much flack for this, but I, I say it, the schedule tells a story. And when you don't go places or you do go places, it can certainly help you overall. Uh, I mean, I was looking at uh, the schedule like uh, this week. Donald Trump's going to have three days this week in which he does not do a rally. I mean, that, what I, day I, is that? Because he's doing an event with me in North Carolina tomorrow. Sunday, he had no rallies. Today, he has no rallies. And Thursday, he has none. Now, most uh, most of the candidates aren't doing one Thursday before the debate, but that's three full days with no rallies. He is doing a newser tonight, uh, you know, with the results coming in, but no rallies or anything. Uh, he's got nothing on the schedule all this week for Florida, which I find interesting. Well, maybe he's doing more media. I know he's on the morning shows this morning. He's on my show at the bottom of this half hour. I agree, but that the the rallies definitely get the appearances. What I'm saying is they get more attention. I know that those the going and doing the local interviews and stuff like that is big too. You're saying that it's but not what a I'm big saying deal about, to do my show. What's up with that? What do you do? No, no, you? no. What I'm saying is like you yeah. you mentioned Kasich going to the UP of Michigan. Stuff like that is a big deal. You show up and people notice. Yeah, but uh, remember you, Richard Nixon? He had his fifty state strategy. I'm going to go to all fifty states. That was a dumb strategy. It ended up backfiring. Well, depends in other words, on when you do it. You can't, no, you can't it jam depends. it all in in the last couple of weeks or anything yeah, like that. And then he wore himself out, and he wasn't ready for the debate with Kennedy, and he looked like crap. Uh, anyway, as the event goes. All right, so Kasich has certainly put a lot of time in the state of Michigan. He certainly seems to be getting some poll bumps out of it. Uh, Trump still leads here. Um, I think the test- I would still think he's going to win. He being Trump, I mean, it would be a it would be a huge story if he does not. But uh, I just I can't believe that Trump is going to collapse on us in Michigan no. in the last few days. Uh, but both Cruz and, and depending on the poll, both Cruz and Kasich have been bubbling up a little in Michigan in recent days. Mississippi, there's been. Uh, the turnout does not seem to be especially draw, uh, strong there, according to media reports this afternoon. They did have a fairly high uh, absentee voter turnout there. So we'll have to see uh, what the, the low or just sort of the average turnout uh, today means for them. Idaho is sort of an interesting one. I had wrongly said it's a caucus. It's a primary out there. They were expecting low turnout, but there have been reports in Idaho of above average turnout. Now, I think uh, what Cruz and Rubio and Trump have all been there. So we'll have to see. I think Rubio's been there the most, but obviously in recent days he's had the the most amount of troubles in terms of momentum. So we'll see if that's more of a Cruz or a Trump state out there. There's two states tonight, Sean, that the 50 percent rule comes into play on if you're watching from home. And that is in Michigan, if you get more than 50 percent, so a clear majority, you win all the delegates. Otherwise, it's proportional. And in Idaho, it's the same thing if you get more than 50 percent. How about this? Idaho has 32 delegates. That's more than Iowa. You know, we always talk about how important uh, uh, Iowa is, and yet here's a smaller state that has actually more delegates than Iowa. All right, so we got a lot going on. Do we have any clue? I have not been able to, and I looked hard for one poll in Hawaii. I haven't seen anything. I don't think so. No, maybe there that's one uh, Idaho poll. Maybe we need to um, start a company that does polling in some of those smaller states for the future. Uh, are, you, are you still lobbying to get out to Hawaii? Do you need a vacation? <laughs> Do you need a break? Are you overworked yeah, exactly. here? Yes, a break from all the work here. On the Democratic side, we only have two states voting today, Michigan and Mississippi. 
Michigan seems to be Hillary Clinton territory, just from judging uh, the time on the ground that I was there the last couple of days. She really went after Bernie Sanders a lot on the issue of how he voted on the auto bailout, which is one of those, I voted for it and then I voted against it, you know, sort of stories uh, with the back and forth there between the two of them. Clinton also, I think, has to be the strong favorite down in Mississippi. If you look at the vote percentage that she's been able to get in the Deep South in the primary so far, uh, 78% in Alabama, 71% in Georgia. No, there's no race here. I mean, she's the nominee. I don't think there's any race. I would think think that by next Tuesday that we may be talking exactly that way. I have friends of mine that live in Florida, and every single second of every single day they're seeing anti-Trump ads. Now, I'm asking this through this from this perspective, you've seen the article and the comments by Bill Kristol. You have the world's top CEOs and Republicans meeting at Sea Island in Georgia at this resort, this private island resort. And apparently the big purpose of the meeting was stopping Trump. Then you add that to Mitt Romney's comments where he's basically pushing for a brokered convention. Uh, John Kasich is saying that's a great idea. It seems to me that for this to happen for, from their perspective, they've got to put all their money into Florida. And oh, no, I think to, Florida is the key next week. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and they've I got think, to, but there is this effort. I mean, you're not you, you, you have seen the articles about. No, there's certainly an effort that's going on. But I still think the 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 establishment is scattershot on this. I still think they, they don't know what to do and they haven't been able to figure out what to do. Uh, you know, the the establishment, which doesn't exactly have an address or anything like that or one build, building to go to. I, I'm fully convinced there are big money people who are looking at it, but it's all been late. They actually it's all been names rushed. here. They they named, you know, Apple CEO Tim Cook, Google co-founder Larry Page, uh, Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk. Uh, Mitch McConnell was there. Paul Ryan was there. Carl Rove gave a big presentation on what Trump's weaknesses are. I mean, this is not a small item. I think it certainly is an orchestrated effort that clearly with all these billionaires and millionaires is going to be well funded. Sure. I think also, too, there's a lot of people who support Cruz. I heard from uh, some people who were Cruz supporters in Florida, but they decided to vote for Rubio simply to be strategic. Uh, Romney's doing a robocall for Rubio in Idaho and doing a robocall for Kasich in Michigan. So, yeah, there's lots of uh, evidence that certainly the establishment is trying to push back against Trump. Well, isn't that but pretty I think amazing that, that he's doing robocalls for two different candidates in two different states? I mean, it's just so obnoxious to me that they're so angry. Now, we do have some evidence out there that that this speech by Romney has backfired a little bit. Um, There was some polling data that came out, and it actually shows that um, – where did I see this? It was in – hang on one second – morning consult. 31 percent of Republican voters surveyed said they're now more likely to vote for Trump as a result of what Romney did. 20 percent said less likely, 43 percent no impact. Yeah, like I said to you last week, uh, I can imagine that the message may, you know, what the intention of it was. I'm not sure he was the best vessel for that message and to bring it home. Uh, But certainly, uh, I I think there's a lot of people within the Republican Party that uh, are opposed to the idea of Trump. And I I think that it's this week and next week is their chance. If they can slow him down today and next Tuesday, then I think they have a good chance of forcing that contested convention, which, of course, we've never done in the modern era and would be you know, uh, just an absolute who knows what would happen and who knows how it would come out. I'm not as convinced as you are that it would mean such terrible things for the Republican Party, but it certainly would galvanize the coverage. We would talk about nothing else for the next four months other than that. Yeah. Uh, so what else do you got on? Now, I'm doing town halls. Well, by the way, we have 
Donald Trump at the bottom of this hour, Ted Cruz at the top of the next hour. We had Trump and Cruz on last night, but I'm doing a town hall in North Carolina with Trump tomorrow, and then Friday a town hall for the hour for TV with Ted Cruz. So we're trying to be by the way, Friday. You getting the same? You getting the same feedback? I am no matter how fair you are, it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. No, I love that when I get tweets one after the other that says I'm pro-Trump and then anti-Trump. I started I retweeting them. I retweeted like one guy accuses me of being pro this. The other one accuses me of being pro that. And I retweet them back to back and they still believe it. I think that believe uh, you uh, can't win. As we look at it right now, uh, you know, obviously waiting to see the results tonight. It, again, it is a big day, not only for Trump, but for everybody else. Uh, Kasich, obviously, he would like to generate as much momentum as he can get today in Michigan and bring that back to Ohio. He's going to Illinois as well before the debate. So I think his people believe that he can do something maybe other than Ohio. But I would think after the debate, he goes back Friday. I think he's got a, an event in the Dayton area. And pretty much I would expect him to stay in Ohio then all the way through the March 15th primary. Rubio, I don't see him leaving uh, uh, leaving Florida before Tuesday. And then that opens up the possibility for, obviously, Cruz and Trump to then fight as well in Illinois, in Missouri, and in North Carolina. And uh, certainly the openings are there for, for both of them next Tuesday as well. I still think if we get to that point in the convention, have you been following this whole Rule 40 debate? Our friend uh, Kerry Pickett had a piece on the Daily Caller today that there's proposed changes to Rule 40. And I, I don't want to go through it again. I went through all the different wordings of it. But then now As I told you yesterday, eight candidates have won at least one delegate. Then they can what they're proposing to do is state that the eight candidates have received at least a single delegate in the primary process. They're, they would then be deemed nominated to the convention. So voting would begin with eight names. And you know who they are, which, you know, makes it seem like they're anticipating somebody not getting to 1237 and trying to make it favorable for an outsider to get a piece of the action. Well, look, if we go to that point, like I said, we'll be talking about it for months. There'll be every rumor running us up and down the flagpole on social media all day long. It will be an amazing situation that may look a little crazy as it goes on. I, I would Crazy or corrupt, Jamie? Well, that just depends on, on who wins and how it's done. Remember, if, you, uh, if you're able to organize and then you're able to win... Uh, you know, it's certainly there for everybody, but obviously the ma the machinery of the Republican Party is in place. Uh, the, Donald Trump doesn't have that machinery. Ted the machinery Cruz is organizing, and now they're well-funded, and now they've got a strategy. And the strategy is stop Trump and stop Cruz at any cost and keep these people in the race, get to a brokered convention, and then their shenanigans really begin. That's what I sense. Well, I don't that to me, the word shenanigans maybe is a little over the top, but you have a different view. But I think that if we get to that point, it'll be wide open and yep. anybody can win. That's the point. The will of the people will be usurped by the establishment. That's my prediction if we get there. All right, Jamie. Thank you, buddy.